This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. Hello and welcome to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. On this podcast, we bring you the latest Chargers news, and it couldn't be fresher tonight. We are discussing the NFL draft. The Chargers go into it needing to get immediate impact at multiple positions for a Super Bowl run, we hope. But it also needs to take a look to the future after Herbert's massive contract that we're expecting. Um, And then we aren't going to be able to keep some of the premium position players. So we also have to have one eye on the future. We are six rounds into the draft as we record. And the Chargers at this exact second have drafted Scott Matlock, a defensive tackle out of Boise State. But we are going to talk about him and all the picks with my good friend, John Moss Jr. Good evening. How's it going, buddy? A few technical issues tonight, didn't we? <laughs> we have most certainly been around the houses, but so have the Chargers, position all over the place. Um, I, I want to get a feel for pick by pick. It's a big draft for Telesco. We know the importance of filling those holes, going on a run, drafting for the future. And there have been dramatically different opinions in the Chargers community from depression to adulation and excitement so i'm going to go through pick by pick and i want to get your feel i'm going to give my feel and we're going to review each player the chargers have drafted so starting off in the first round uh, on thursday the chargers took with the 21st pick quentin johnston a wide receiver out of tcu what are your thoughts? Was happy with this one? Ecstatic? You think immediate impact in the leading the receiving room in the future, or was this not the right guy? I am sat on the fence on this one. Um, you know, lots of yards after the catch, um, but when you break down. His ability, he's not particularly quick, and we needed some speed out there, which we may have got later on. We'll come on to that. But he did drop an awful lot of catches uh, last season, um, despite you know having a, a good record for TCU. Now, I think was it 12 months ago, we were speaking about um, the Chargers need to get the old jugs machine out, and I think that's going to be the same for this guy. But look, we've got to give him a chance. The front office clearly like what they've seen in him. Um, he is going to add value to wide receiver room. And I'll tell you what I'm actually quite excited about. Right. You can imagine the situation where Kellen uh, Moore can pair up, say, um, QJ with with Mike Allen, uh, Mike, Allen <laughs> Mike Williams, and Keenan <laughs> Allen with, with Josh Palmer. You know, th- there's options there to rotate. The problem is with... And I say the problem selfishly for any wide out coming into Chargers building, Justin Herbert likes to sling the ball to anyone. So if you think you're going to be a Jamar Chase and lead the uh, league in receptions, that is not going to be the case because we like to spread the football, which is great from a team perspective, but for individual accolades, not so good. I'm sure QJ at this moment in time is just delighted to be a charger. So, you know, I don't see it being super excited. I'm not necessarily disappointed either. Um, it could have gone a number of different ways. You know, prior to the draft, John wanted B. John Robinson. It was going to be difficult to get him. 
you wanted uh, Joey Porter. I wanted Michael Meyer. Um, you know, none of those uh, came to fruition. But we, we've got to get behind what the front office is doing, Bez. Well, we do. And, you know, I, I wasn't particularly on board with the wide receiver in the first. It is one of the three holy trinity positions the Chargers needed urgently to address. Cornerback, edge and wide receiver. Because we're going to lose some big names um, at edge, we know we're going to lose Matt. He needs replacing. We don't know if JC Jackson's coming back. But at, at wide receiver, we know this season we get the luxury of Allen and Williams, but we don't necessarily get to keep them in the future if Herbert is paid the money we think he's going to be paid. So ultimately, it's a logical choice of position. I just thought wide receiver would go early. And we would be left looking at Zay Flowers, who I was entirely against drafting because it's just a waste of just picking a slot receiver who's didn't wasn't a fit for me, um, or, or reaching for a guy you probably could get in the second round. The luck of it is there's enough question marks on each of these prospects that they fell. The first guy went at 20, um, and then we picked up QT at 21. And... A lot of people initially went, oh, it's Mike Williams 2.0. It is not. This guy brings something the Chargers do not have and have yearned for, and that's yards after the catch. You look at him, he's twitchy. He does that Kelsey thing where he picks the ball up, puts his foot in the ground, spins, and he's gone for an extra five yards. And he has pace, sneaky pace. For me, there's question marks. He catches with his body, not his hands, and he drops far too many balls, especially easy ones across the middle, which he is like Mike Williams on, unfortunately. But... He comes in, he elevates the wide receiver room, and he, if we have to get rid of somebody next season, I think this softens the blow and makes it less of an urgent need in the early rounds of the next year's draft. So I graded this as a B plus, almost an A minus. I think I think maybe maybe I'm being harsh was. What do you reckon? Maybe A minus, because he is for me second best wide receiver in the draft and we got him at 21 at position of need are we let's, let's give it an a minus come on what do you reckon um, where are you on the grade I, I i would say i would say a b you know it's still a good grade i don't forget brandon staley is under no pressure this season to start any of our rookies you know previously going you know way back even you know, back to Keenan Allen, Joey Bosa, more recently Herbert, Rashawn Slater. There's been a need to pick somebody off the board and basically dump him at the deep end, and get out there in week one, and do the business. This this is a case where we can be patient, we can develop them, and you know, we we can actually take the pressure off. That's if. And this is a big if, if, if everyone stays healthy, because Herbert, you know, was supposed to sit there under Tyrod Taylor and learn the ropes. And we all know what happened there. So there's a long way to go between now and September. Um, we're all praying for a healthy uh, locker room. But, you know, there's, there is every possibility that Quinton Johnston could come in, um, in in week one and... And, and get some uh, reps, uh, but there's no pressure to do that. So, you know, as I said, I'm 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 sort of fifty fifty on this. Um, I still think we should have got a, got a tight end. That there's still time, but um, yeah, we've, we've got to be positive and and hope that he can be a 
mm. player to be reckoned with going down the line. You know, he's he's a uh, he's not an instant starter, but he, he will be a starter in maybe next year or or the year after. Well, let me pick you up on this whole tight end issue because it has dominated the Twitter and some of the other podcasts. Everyone assuming in a very deep tight end class, we would go and get ourselves one. Some people like you wouldn't admire. Um, Kincaid was mentioned. Sam Laporte is very popular. And Washington fell in the draft and people were screaming for him. The reason why I think it tight end's never been a remote option for the Chargers. I've never bought into it. Is because, first of all, we signed Gerald Everett. So Telesco's thinking to himself, do you know what? I've spent free agent money, good free agent money, on a good tight end to lead the, the, the team. He also re-signed Don, uh, my boy, Donald Parham Jr., my boy, um, who's an offensive weapon, and he drafted Trey McKitty last year. Most of us are assuming, do you know what, Trey McKitty was rubbish. He had that drop against the Jaguars. His blocking wasn't where it should be, especially for a blocking tight end. We'll replace him this year. That's not how Telesco works was. Telesco isn't going to admit his failure 12 months on. He believes McKitty is a lock. We have three tight ends already on the roster. He'll pick up an undrafted free agent at the end of the draft. And 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 we're done. Three will make the roster and they're, they're already here. So that was never a reality because otherwise you're putting McKitty out and saying, I failed last year. He doesn't do that. He doesn't own up to his mistakes that quickly. Yeah, this is true. Um and 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 this is the this is the thing that the you are actually right you, you you've hit a nail on the head there because we have had a lot of tight end uh, movement certainly since um, Antonio Gates left you know Hunter Henry came in and he, and he went we've had Donald Parham in you know uh, Jared Cook and if all the chatter has been about tight ends in the road to draft uh, maybe it has been misread. Maybe we've we've bought into it too much. Maybe it was a smokescreen from the Chargers themselves. You mm-hmm. know, I, I don't know. Um, you know, the, the the media gossips, the fans of podcasts like ourselves, we sort of look at that, agree with it, don't agree with it. And I was certainly on the tight end train. Um, I, I still think that there was a a potential need that there could have been a you know a, a move for an edge rusher. Uh, in, in the first round, um, that wasn't the case, and, and and the reason why I say that Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack are not getting any younger. You know, you had Nolan Smith there that went to um, I know the Eagles, the Eagles. Haven't they know. had a draft, by the way? Jeez, yeah. Swift and half of the Georgia team. You know, well that that that's the thing. You know, and then on, prior to that, you know, the Bengals took Miles Murphy from Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, not necessarily instant starters, but somebody we could have worked with. But um, it, it is what it was. We've got Quinton Johnston, um, and let let us pray that he's going to get some yards after the catch because this is going to be a pass heavy football team. You know, yeah, Austin Eckler, so. if he's still on the roster, you know, Austin Eckler, he has more yards receiving than he does actually uh, carrying the football. So anybody that's playing the Chargers, certainly through weeks one to four, I would almost expect at least two of those teams to play with uh, seven DBs like we did against uh, Ravens back in 2018. Because clearly you're going to see Kellen Moore there 
I, I would I, I want to lay my hat in the ring here and actually say that he's going to be aggressive from week one. I think you know? so. I think it's a good shout. Well, yeah. I mean, look, he's, he's coming. He's, Brandon Staley's brought him in. He's obviously uh, done the business during uh, his interview. Um, I think he's going to want to show himself. He's going to want to get the best out of Justin Herbert. Um, he's going to have Mike Williams in his ear. He's, he's certainly going to have Keenan Allen in his ear. And, and, I, and I'll tell you what now, I wish I was a fly in the wall because in that quarterback's room and the receiver room, you know, I, I am pretty sure they will be sat cursing Lombardi for what happened in the previous two years because some of those play calls were, were absolutely shocking, to be honest. You know, so we need to really, it hurts me to say this, we need to adopt that sort of approach that the Bengals have got. You know, Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase works. He's, it got into a Super Bowl. It nearly got into another one. We've got to be super aggressive. Um, yeah, this guy looks a bit like Julio Jones is some some of the comps I've seen, which is probably a generous comp. But, but you know, let's see how he plays out. He, the pressure isn't there because he has two vets who are elite and well-paid to do the bulk of the lifting. But he's there to add something different. And I think he grows into that role. I think they scheme him in all different positions across the offence. And we are going to see some exciting electric moments from him. It's not just going to be launch the ball long and let Mike Williams go up and get it. Launch the ball across the front. Oh, no, Keenan Allen's not there. He's injured. It's going to be QT. And I think he could steal the show. I'm excited. I'm getting more excited. You're on B. I was on an A-. minus. Let's compromise and say B+. Plus and that we have some excitement from this pick and think it could help in the short term. Yeah, I'm up with Good. that. Well, you, you touched on this that this Mac Bosa on the defense aging. They're not going to be around forever. Um, you, you know, I was really strong saying that the Chargers needed to address edge early and quick, otherwise they would have been in a difficult situation next year. And they did do. And I am going to gloat that I am the only voice, the only guy on in the Chargers space who mocked the correct player to the Chargers here in round two. The Chargers select my guy, Tuli Tuipolotu, out of USC. He's a defensive end. He's a bit of a tweener. Now, I'll tell you what I saw in him because he's my boy. Um, I saw the need to bring in someone like an Ingram or perhaps someone like a Nuwosu who could attack the quarterback relentlessly, eventually replace Mac. Oh, here he is. We're just on to round two. Have you, before, we, before I continue... Do you want to just give your opinion on QT? Uh, so far, we've said I've given it an A minus. Um, I think that he adds yak and something different to this Chargers offense and takes the pressure off long term replacement of wide receiver. I think Waz is a little bit more muted. He gave it a B, said the pressure's off him. You know, what do you reckon, Adroit? All right. So, from an upside standpoint, uh, I give it an A plus. To me, if you're looking at wide receivers, one of the biggest knocks on this wide receiver group is that they all have skills, but they're all undersized and they all have flaws. And to me, from a prototypical wide receiver that actually makes an impact in the league, he is definitely there. Where I give him a B minus C is his problem. And his biggest problem to me are his hands. He has issues with his hands right now. That doesn't mean they're not solvable. And that doesn't mean they're that big of a deal. Plenty of other guys who people rallied for in this draft have worse have have a worse drop rate condition, right? Like people wanted Zay Flowers. Everyone's all about Zay Flowers. I didn't believe in Zay Flowers. I thought his arms were too short for a player of that size, right? All the guys who are the, his size, with there are very few in the NFL, very few. 
in of his size in the NFL that actually made it. The ones who made it have extra long hand, uh, arms and and really large hands. He did not have those. So that meant to me that meant Zay Flowers would be one of one if he was going to hit. He had more drops, had a worse drop rate, I should say, than um, than QJ. So I think Quentin Johnson, I, to me overall, is is probably a B plus pick, uh, just because the hands really concern me. Like, is it? He's also a little bit slight, right? Like, some you worry about him getting jammed up front, um, you know, and his routes and stuff like that. But my and you know, you worry about like you know his separation. He was able to do it in college, but is he going to be able to get the same kind of separation in the NFL? He doesn't make separation like um, like a Keenan Allen, right? Who 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 wins by basically knocking somebody out of their shoes with an awesome route running, great head fakes, feints, whatever. Right? He doesn't have that, right? He's 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 not a polished route runner. Right? That can be learned. That's fine. Um, um, he create he creates separation by one or two good kind of moves, uh, maybe shortly after the line of scrimmage, and then getting up to speed. Now, one thing I do really like about him, something I saw on tape a lot uh, when I went back and watched him, is that he can actually change speeds at I don't want to say an elite level, but a really high end level. What does that mean? What does that mean changing speeds? That means he can start going, get into his stride, then all of a sudden make a quick stop or move, juke the defender, and then he can get up to speed really quick right after that. Uh, or he can stop, slow down a full pace run uh, so he can turn around and adjust for the ball or make himself a big target and then spin back around and get up to speed quickly. And the thing about him is, is that he is a big play guy who could uh, wait to happen, right? What does that mean? Most of our guys, most of our receivers, most of our, our even, even someone like an Eckler, that likes that third gear is just not quite there. Like they get a first gear, they get a second gear. They don't have that third gear breakaway speed. That's where Quentin Johnson is, is really a burner. Like once he, he's got those long strides and once he actually gets up to speed, he has like a third gear to really just put everybody in his face. So I really think that Quentin Johnson is, might be one of the best receivers in this draft if he can fix the hands issues and if he can clean up his route running. So I give it a B plus because the hands thing, a lot of guys never really figure it out. Right. So that scares me. But other than that, I love the pick. I think, like you said, the yak, the ability to catch the ball and then make someone miss and then take it to the house. We've been desperately missing that. So, uh, you know, someone said he comped him uh, from a, from a RAS score, from an agility score, whatever to, to Brandon Ayuk. Uh, and I like that, you know, I like I, that. Yeah. You want me to want to know who I really think he could be um, Alshon Jeffrey. I think there's a size element there. There's that maybe not burner track star speed, but that speed to break away when he gets the ball uh, and the ability to kind of make plays happen. So I think he could be an Alshon Jeffrey, which is, I would take an Alshon Jeffrey all day long in the first round. So I think. So, so, so you're saying he, he's an Alshon Jeffrey. I'm going to draft him in fantasy and he's going to spend the entire. Oh, I think. As is your connection, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Bez, I think you're a little bit slow. Is, uh, is it? Buddy. Yeah, is it lagging? Yeah, you know, I think we're all comfortable with, right? Bez. We might have lost Bez there. Oh, we technical issues. More, more, some before, he, some after. Can you hear me? He, he needs to, John, he, he needs to get out of this dial-up internet. It's 21st century, you know what I mean? Pigeon, <laughs> pigeon internet. Can, can you hear me now? Is it working? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're good now. Yeah, yeah good. So, um, yeah, we, we compromised at, uh, at B-plus with this pick. So, I'm happy with that. Um, and just when you joined, John, B plus is good. 
I, I've just hang on a minute. I've just realised something. You're not wearing any Chargers gear again. <laughs> don't know what Chargers gear is. Yeah, get out. More fines coming my way. Um, but one, I think all those fines could be put aside by the fact that I is the only person, the only pundit, the only guy who successfully chose the Chargers second round pick in his mock. It is Tuli Tui Pelotu out of USC, defensive end, bit of an in-betweener. What are our thoughts on this guy? I really like this. Uh, you can see there is a career progression. Um, he was a 2020 uh, USC player, defensive player of the year. Um, in 2022, he was the Pac-12 defensive player of the year, which, you know, um, that's not an easy thing to do. Um he comes in with 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 lots of uh, ability. He's got the raw talent. Again, just like QJ, we don't need to throw him to the deep end. That's going to give him time. He's playing big boys football now. It's going to give him time to make those adjustments, learn from Khalil Mack, learn from Joey Bosa, watch tape, and make those adjustments because that's going to be the biggest thing for him. All of a sudden, you know, the blockers... The uh, sorry, the the uh, uh, offensive tackles that he's up against, the offensive linemen, the some of these are seriously elite. So he certainly from that position, he is going to have to really find his feet, literally, and uh, make some quick adjustments. It's going to be quite interesting to see how how he makes those progressions in in, in OTAs because I think this is where certainly players like. Uh, Thule, you know, there's big expectations there. How does that player adapt from day one? Does he walk into that dressing room with a bit of swagger? Does he feel the pressure and, and start sort of uh, crumbling before he's even started? Lots of uh, variables for the, for the uh, uh, you know, the rookie to deal with. But I'm really upbeat about this. 13 and a half sacks as well. Sacks, defence win championships, we know this. We've not been getting enough sacks from our uh, uh, defense. In Led general. the nation, did he not? Yeah, and not only that, he had, I think he had twenty-two or twenty-three tackles for loss. Um, so lots of productivity. But you know me, guys. I always take college stats with a pinch of salt for that very reason, because sometimes they're playing against some really trash teams. Now they're playing elite, and we have got a super tough division. But I'm all up on, on Thule. I think he's he's got a good size. Um, the coach is going to have to work hard with him because he, he's going to have to think that much quicker that, than he did before. So you you know it's uh, it, it's a it's a positive one for me. I feel more upbeat about this pick than I did in round one, uh, just because I, I I think there's 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 more raw talent there, in my opinion. What do you think? What do you think, John? I'm giving this one a C plus. Really? I don't like the pick. Um, I just, I think that the Chargers really needed to add somebody who they could depend on as a full-time edge rusher. And I don't know if that's him. Uh, I think he's much more of a kind of a tweener, kind of an inside player, kind of moves around. I mean, I think he's a great, I think he could be a chess piece along the defensive line where they can kind of move him in and out as needed. But I just don't, I don't see him as an, an, an every down edge rusher who is just going to take it at him. Who's going to be effective in the, in run game and in the, in the pass rush. Like, I think it's more of a, I think he's, he's going to be more of a, 
of a solid starter at best, and most likely more of a rotational. Um, do, Joe, I don't do you know. Think... I, just, I just don't. I don't. I just, I just don't love. I don't love his fit. I don't know why. I just so he do doesn't you... feel like he's going to be. I do mean, think... unless. Go ahead. Do, do, do you think that there there's this there's a bit of uh, say faith or reliance on Chris Rumpf to step up this year? Um, and then you know, with, with likes of Thule, he, he they'll they'll rotate him where they need him, you know, to to sort of fill in those gaps. That, you know, if he, if he say for example, Mac or Bosa is getting gas late in a game, you know, maybe Thule comes in for three or four snaps at the end of the third quarter or the end of the fourth quarter or something. But you know, whether the team have identified that Rumpf is making progress. So therefore, it's a bit like QJ. We, we we can work with him. We can develop uh, and 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 weave him into the roster and and to starting positions maybe next year or the year after. Well, as someone who who actually picked, I mean, this yeah, guy, I mean, I'm sorry, sorry, John. No, go ahead. I, no, I know. I, I want to hear what you have to say. Actually, so go ahead. Yeah, so you know, I'm huge on this guy because I just see him as relentless after the quarterback. He is Nuosu, but better. He's, he's what we're missing. Can you imagine those third downs when we just rush the premium package of Mac, Bosa, Fox, and, and now Thule at the quarterback? It's going to be fun. I've seen, I've watched some more tape on, on him. I stayed up all night because obviously draft's late for us and I watched him. I love his stiff arms. He fires. It's not, it's not a Bosa aggressive pushback. It's a strong extended arm punch and then a swim move and he's very slippy through gaps so i think he's going to be very productive especially when he's going to be on one-on-one -on -one coverage quite a lot um he's going to be one-on-one -on -one with the uh, a guard or a tackle he's going to be allowed to be himself at home in the warm of cali i think this is an a plus pick for me and i'm very excited about it <laughs> a plus like for me for me, for me, it has to be seen. Like I said, C plus is where I put it here. I don't like it. I don't. I know. I know. Brandon Staley has. He's just got a fetish for these chess pieces who can be moved around different positions. Right? They're not a traditional edge. They're not a traditional tackle. They're somewhere in the middle. They can move around. Maybe even drop back as a linebacker. Like in some weird form. I don't love it. I think what you're going to see is that I think you're going to see him on the field for. Um, for pass obvious passing downs, mm -hmm. and, I, and I think he's going to be a liability in the run game, and he's not useful. He could be, and then he's going to be not, and then he's going to be off the field, right? So that's great, dude. I guess they decided, hey, you know what? We got rid of Jerry Tillery. Let's bring another one in. <laughs> Excuse me, we didn't get Cancy. Who is Jerry 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 Tillery? Tillery. Born. I just, really. I, I don't, I don't love it. I just for a second round, like if he was a third round pick, I'd be like, great, sure. Rotational yeah. piece comes in for passing downs. Sure, add the depth. But in the second round pick where you have potential to find starters, I don't think he's a full-time starter. I think he's a rotational piece, and it's a C-plus for me. Like, the he's value... The most, he's just so charges because he is Jeremiah Ataochu, Nuosu. He's just in the same mold, but I think slightly better. But the, he's, he's that's why I was able to mock him so successfully because he is so charges under Telesco. Well, you mock him successfully because nobody else would take him in the second round. <laughs> Get out. Get out. <laughs> That's <laughs> just how I feel, and it's funny. I like USC. Like of all the Pac-12 teams, I generally root for USC because they're a team that I grew up around. I didn't go there; it wasn't like it wasn't my team. But I like USC. I generally am all in on USC players. But I don't know. I just something about him and his and and the way he wins and the way he kind of like gets to the quarterback. It just it doesn't look like it's something that translates to the NFL to me in a weird way. 
Does that make sense? It looks like something that worked great in college, but I feel like he's going to struggle in the NFL in that jump to NFL. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe it. My eyes just don't like what I see. So that's just my Well, I, I think I'm the probably wrong. Be in the pudding. Does yeah. he go out and just produce? And, and it isn't necessarily any particular skill set. It isn't something that he's, he's got amazing ability to crash down on the tackle. I'm happy if he just relentlessly pursues and, and comes up the stats, I'll be a happy man. And I think that could be what he brings. I think I agree with you on the run. That's our concern here because he doesn't project as anything a type of a run stuffer. Guys, if he can't learn from Khalil Mack or Joey mm. Bosa, he might as well retire. <laughs> you know, so he's, he's in the right place to make that transition. You know, there are other teams, obviously, with some elite, elite edge rushers, um, elite defensive linemen. Um, but, you know... I, I think, yeah, I've said all I've got to say on this one. I, I'm upbeat about it, but... Well, sure, it, great, it, John, because we've got A-plus from me. And what was yours, John, C-plus? C-minus? I've gone for B-plus. I don't even know. That brings us somewhere as a B, everyone's average average score. So, uh, you know, I'll take it. I, I, I think I'm going to be proved right. Let's hope together that John is not proved right. Um, and let's quickly move away on to another defensive player that was taken in the third round, Dayane Henley, linebacker. Um, I I was, I thought this was good value. I've been away and looked at more tape of him and I like the instincts, the pursuit of the quarterback, the, this twitchy rushing ability. He looked to me on a first, first look as a tranquil replacement but better than tranquil. Is that fair, John? Yes, this is an A pick for me, by the way, just so yeah. I can get that out of the way. It's an A. I love the pick. I think it is. We've got Lime. He's, to me, he's one of those guys. And look, he's, he's a little aggressive, like kind of like Tranquil was. And I think he's going to get himself into, into tough positions early on in the NFL because I think he, he, he looks at things and he, get, he tries to jump routes sometimes in pass coverage, which I think is going to get him in trouble. But ultimately, the dude has a nose for the football. The dude is a ball hawk. Like if you want to get more production out of your coverage linebackers who can go out there and not just cover um, and, and cover their man and cover space, but actually go up and get the ball, that's who this is. He's got a lot of energy, you know. Much, you know, much like Thule, I think he, he's got a high motor. He goes after it, you know. Again, the whole chargery. Like, there's obviously a type that Telesco and Stay that like they like these guys who who have high motors, who are high energy, who really go after it, quote unquote dogs. Uh, if you will, um, maybe a nice Vishlas, if you know what I mean. Good, good mm -hmm. hunting dog, a lot of energy. Good Vishla, um, but they <laughs> like dogs, and he he can really he can he can move. He's got great athletic scores. Like, I mean, I love the pick personally. Like, in the run game, could he potentially? Be, I I think he can do it. I mean, he can sometimes get himself in in take bad angles on the run that I've noticed, and that's where I think he gets in trouble. But I think that's something that can be taught. I think that's something that can be. He can learn. And the other thing that I really like about him and his development, like his upside, is the fact that he hasn't been playing this position very long. He went in uh, to college as a wide receiver. 
then he moved to a, a DB, and then he moved to linebacker, right? So I think he still has a lot of development that can happen for him as a linebacker. So these flaws that we're going to pick him apart for, which he has flaws, that's why he's in the third round. Um, these flaws, I think, are all things he can learn from if he's, you know, if he's one of those guys who wants to get better and is willing to put the time in on the tape and all that stuff, which I'm sure he is because those are usually the kind of guys to let's go looks after are guys who have that kind of character, uh, you know, and, and who you really believe can actually you know, go and get better. So I think that there is, I, I like to pick for what it is. Like you said, a better drew tranquil. I like it for that. Additionally, I like that there is more upside in my opinion, more development. I'd agree for him. With yeah. uh, I mean, he could be, he could be an all pro linebacker if he developed in certain areas, he could be, you know, and, again, and got, he's a gunner he as well, to... isn't he? Sorry. And he's a gunner as well. So we've got special teams ability. Yes, him. yes, yes. He's, he's got a lot of special teams tackles. So we need him a special teams. He's there, you know, I mean, they did pick up uh, Kyle, uh, Kyler. It's the second time I've done that. Kenneth, Murthy, Kenneth Murray's fifth-year option. Somebody. So <laughs> if he's, I mean, he may be the Kenneth Murray replacement. <laughs> like, he may not be on special teams for long. So I, I like how they've um, been really cautious around Murray and the narrative because they didn't pick up his fifth year. We all know that it's a make-it-or-break-it year from him. And yet in every video about Henley, you've got Staley saying, yeah, he's going to learn from Hendricks. And K9 Murray, like he, he has to mention him as if he's like a stud, but uh, obviously keeping his ego stoked up a little bit. But you know, I'm an A, you're an A. Was uh, is this yeah, a man I'm, pick? I'm, I'm quite happy? happy. Yeah, I'm happy with this as third round pick. Interestingly, before he played wide out, he played QB at high school. He did, so, yes. So he has played number there of positions. You go. I tell you what I like. Stanley about this loves guy. himself some ex QBs. He, he, he does. He really does. does. <laughs> yeah. Loves it. He's like I, QBs can see the whole field. They're the best. <laughs> I, I played QB in flag football, by the way. So if Staley needs somebody, I'm available. <laughs> He'll be taking you third round next year. <laughs> I, I tell Only you what I, I like about Dame. this dude. This this guy gave up. Play, he opted out the LA Bowl, okay, to actually prepare for the draft. That that says something uh, about a player because. Obviously, took this very, very seriously. Now, talking about Kenneth Murray, this is a player that needs to be looking at what Murray has done or hasn't done through that first uh, three years uh, as a pro. Um, I like the fact that he likes to get stuck in. He has got a lot of productivity on special teams, so it gives us more, versatil uh, more versatility. Um, and I think he's going to be a player that wants to get stuck in. But... We see this with Kenneth Murray, irrational tackles, missed tackles. This is where he's got to settle down and do the homework and find out where Murray hasn't succeeded. If he can do that and he can adapt and he can put a bit of beef on, I think we've got a potentially really good uh, player in the locker room. Um, so I'm going to give this an A-. minus. Okay, so we're, we're, we're overruling. We're taking the uh, the A grade for this pick. I, I, I'm happy with it. You're happy with it. it it's pretty exciting. And I think it's, it, it represents some, some pretty decent value for the Chargers. They obviously had BPA at this uh, position of need. So, you know, we're happy. And then Chargers Twitter was put in delirium in the fourth round, was it not? When we double dipped, not just at wide receiver, but at TCU wide receiver and got... Darius Davis, who is a return specialist and the fastest wide receiver in the draft. Um, some people thinking if you're going to get a specialist only, fourth round was too early. 
Others thinking you pay for pure pace in the mid-round as a premium, and this guy could slot in and potentially see a role on offense if he develops as such. Was Are you just blown away by his pace, or do you think this is a reach? No, I'm I'm happy we've got some pace. We, we, you know, DeAndre Carter and all that, we need pace. And it proves that pace can change games. It's as simple as that. Anybody that says that pace is overrated, just look at Chris Davis, Auburn, Alabama, 2013, when Alabama basically lost their season with as time expired. Pace is vitally important, especially to a team with the Chargers. I'm still convinced we're the slowest team in the NFL. So to actually have him in there and, and to pick him up in the fourth round, I, I think it's great. The good thing is, he's obviously a, a teammate of uh, QJ. So that's going to help those two both settle in. Um, it, it, there's going to be a little bit less anxiety coming into that locker room on, on day one. Um Look, yeah, for a fourth round pick, I think it's really positive because now we're we're into the realms of scrape at the barrel. You might get lucky, Tom Brady, <laughs> New England Patriots, all those years ago. But you know, it's 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 now it's like finding, basically trying to scrape as much value as you can from every single pick going down the line. And yeah, I, I think I think this is this could be a potentially a good one, especially for special teams who are the most elevated team on our roster in the last 12 months. So, yeah, happy. Yeah, John, does this solve, you know, the Chargers, Chargers Twitter in particular has been crying out for pace. Please give us some speed. They got it, surely. Now they should shut up. Is that right? 439, yes. isn't it? Is, yes. Is, is it 439? Is 40-yard is, 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 um, dash? Quick. Four three six. Four three six. Even quicker. <laughs> Dude's a burner. I mean, a straight burner. All right. You want speed? You got speed. Okay. Like, honestly, like, I get what, what people are crying for. And you, who knows? Maybe he will be the guy that they can roll out there as a wide receiver three slash four in a few years once we moved on. Um, but in the immediate term, the Chargers need a returner. This dude is electric as a returner. And yeah, he had six special teams touchdowns, five of them on punt returns. Now, I want to say five on punt returns. I want to call that out because punt, return, touch punt return touchdowns, in my opinion, are more important than kickoff return touchdowns because punt return touchdowns mean not, not just that you're scoring on punt returns because I don't care. I mean, obviously, we all want you to return for a touchdown every time. But that means you have the ability to break one off. And even if you don't score, you're flipping the field. Right, you're flipping the field, and that is such a key thing. It felt like the Chargers sometimes had real problems flipping the field last year. Right, yep. Carter, I mean, would find a, a, a seam and maybe make a little bit of something happen and, and get him close to midfield. But like, I just feel like it's just something in the game where they could have been a little bit more dynamic last year, and I think he solves that. So I think fourth round is great value for that. Right, like, I mean, do I do they overdraft him? I don't think so. I really don't. Um, I've actually looked at a few different websites because, you know, every website values things differently. Yeah. The majority of them have them on a fourth ground, fourth round grade. So I, I'm sorry. It's not an, a reach there, especially when you add in the fact that he could be what Joe Reed, what they wanted Joe Reed to be. Right. You can bring him in randomly and put him in the backfield, run jet sweeps with him. You can run gadget plays and trick plays with him every once in a while. Right. You can line him up as a receiver if you need to. And just his speed alone makes the defense go, oh, hey, 
hey, fast guys on the field, fast guys on the field. Someone's got eyes on him, right? And that takes away from everybody else, right? So again, is he going to be the wide receiver four? No, no, he's not. He's going to be, I'd say 90% of his value is on special teams year one, but he could develop. He's small. He's never going to be your wide receiver two guy, you know, but I think as the occasional like big play threat, as the gadget guy, as a fun guy, I think he could be an actual can, starter on the team in that. Play. Can I give you a hot take? Okay, hot take. This is going to be the pick of the draft. <laughs> oh, Come on, here we go. Is he? What is he? Do you know why? Do you know Here's why? My problem he, with that because if he's the pick of the draft, this is a bad draft. I'm sorry. No, no, he's, no he does no, not. No, 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 he does no. not have the ceiling to be some elite no, player. No, no, no. Like, listen, listen you know, to me. Like, listen, I've got a reason. When we sweep the Chiefs this year. Which we're going to 50 do. burger. 50 burger. Now, he's going to be the one that's going to score on a punt return, not once, twice. And we're going to go, what a pick that was. You heard it here today. That is, that is a spicy take. take. That's spicy. We're getting spicy early, people. Unbelievable. <laughs> we're not even at pre season. And, and that's but you could, no, but no, but seriously, could you, could you imagine something crazy where the Chargers on a fourth and, I don't know, fourth and Staley? Um, later on in the game, and we've got our weapons out, and they bring him out as well. And people are going to go, "What the heck is going on here?" You know, it. it, it I'm not saying that that he, he's going to necessarily be targeted by Herbert, but it's going to put the fear into people because at the moment, when you play the charge, it's like you don't have to worry about pace because there ain't any. Well, now there is. Yeah, I, I I like it. I like it for for it fits the team's needs. I like having pace. Finally, we've got some, and I, I think more more than anything, get any slower. No, that's true. Unless they brought us in, um, and and I think the big thing for me is that transition for QT. He's got his mate in the building, so familiarity, yeah. and and that's a good good one. Um, we're getting into the depths, the bowels of the draft, but actually, I'm quite a fan of our fifth round pick. So Jordan McFadden, Clemson's left tackle. Uh, watched some tape on him uh, earlier today, and. I like the guy. He's not projected to be a tackle. He's projected to be a guard. We're looking at putting Solia into left guard so he can compete immediately at that position and provide depth at tackle because he has the expertise and experience in that position, even if he isn't quite built to play that long term. So I think this is good value. He was seemed to be a consensus fourth-round pick that we picked up in the fifth. John... McFadden for you? Um, I mean, it's it's a it's a fine pick. Uh, you know, it, it gives us depth along the offensive line. You know, I I agree he's likely going to be a guard in the NFL. Uh, that's that's how I think he projects. So um, adding depth at the guard position, I think, is important because you know you you we all saw what injuries did last year. So having some guys um, that can step in and do that, I think, are important. Additionally, you're going to want to be able to kind of you know have those chess pieces in there because you know if a tackle goes down right like you don't want storm norton out there you know we've got you know if Pip, if, if pipkins or, or slater goes down we want sawyer to jump into the into the tackle position well we need someone to jump into the guard position then right so having someone who i think could be a quality blocker um i i think it would be good i mean he run blocking he seemed really solid in uh pass blocking getting him on the move i think he could be better uh, but i think 
ultimately that's why you draft him in round five, right? Because he's not a day one starter. He's a, he's a depth piece that works his way up. You coach him up a little bit, make sure he's, he's, you know, he's bulked up, ready to go. And if he needs to step in, then he steps in. So I like the pick. It's a solid pick. It's not exciting. It's pretty vanilla and boring. You know, I don't, I don't think it didn't blow me out of my chair. You know, obviously there were uh, much like the rest of Twitter. We're all going, Hey, didn't you talk about wanting to upgrade at the tight end position? And you've there have been some pretty decent looking prospects in every round available at their pick, and they've passed them all up. So, what are they doing at tight end? I don't know. Like, I well, prop- before you I- came on, John, I did make a point that there's mm-hmm. no way in history Telesco is going to admit his failure on McKitty 12 months later. So, you're only going to carry three tight ends. He's given money to uh, I forget the guy's name from Green Bay, who's our tight end number one. Oh, I've forgotten his name now. We signed a free agent from Green Bay whose name is Gerald Everett. Of course it is. Very forgettable name. But So he's given money to Gerald Everett. He's brought back Donald Parham Jr., my boy, and he drafted McKitty last year. There's no way Tlesko's saying, I'm a failure and I've paid the wrong guy, I've drafted the wrong guy and, and draft someone this year. So, so for me, it was just never going to happen. He's too so, proud yeah. to admit that failure. I, I like this pick. I'll tell you why. If you looked at my mock draft, I actually had Sidney Sow and John Gaines a second in the fifth and the sixth, two guards for the very reason what John just said. You know, <laughs> we need a, we need a good insurance policy because I'll be really, really upset if Herbert gets hurt like he did last season, you know. Um, so Jordan McFadden comes from a good school. Uh, I did read a scouting report that he, he tends to shy away if he's coming up against an elite prospect. That's a mental thing. That's down to the coaching staff and the senior players to um, get him over that hurdle. But he is in the same boat as every other rookie in the Chargers building and every other rookie in the NFL. You're going to come up against, again, you're going to come up against physical players, players with who are, who are alpha dogs. They've, they've got more of a mental. Uh, agility and capacity to you. He's just going to overcome that. This is certainly one for development. Um, someone that we can work with, you know. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm quite upbeat about this one. And he comes from a fantastic uh, pedigree because his yeah, brother, exactly. his brother was a, a Raiders running back when he Darren Darren McFadden. Is that, is that right? No. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, and then, of course, we did then pick up a tight end in the sixth round. Uh, he's listed as an, a nose tackle, defensive tackle, but he played he played tight end last year and scored two touchdowns in that position. So you know, there you Stop go. Stop it! Stop it! Yeah, I just I saw that too. Someone was showing you know lining up as a, basically a tight end, basically an eligible uh, receiver <laughs> lineman catching two touchdowns. I mean, I mean that's more touchdowns than Trey McKitty. So So there's that. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I have nothing to say about this guy. I don't know anything about him. Anybody got anything to say about our sixth round pick whatsoever? Scott Matlock. No. Uh, He has got a massive Barnet big haircut for you guys in the States. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. And a good beard, both ends. Fair enough. It says here that he's got quick hands 
Flash is the ability to get in the gaps defending the run. He has the upper body strength to stack blockers, locates the ball quickly and gets off blocks in time to make a play. Not polished. Uh, he tends to stall out when he doesn't win with his first move, but he has effort uh, and chases the run and the quarterback with that effort. So it sounds like a good character, high effort, high motor, lacking skills kind of guy, which the Chargers absolutely love. So, Well, interestingly, you know, we're now on uh, live as we speak. We're on the 220th pick. The Jets from the clock. We've got one more uh, pick. And it's, I'm guessing it's going to be another roll of the dice. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they took a quarterback to sort of compete in camp. That'd be, that wouldn't surprise me late on in the draft. That's a very Telesco thing to do. Some, some quarterback you've never heard of out of, God knows, Tulane or something like that and bring him into camp. Well, strange, stranger things have happened in the uh, NFL. But uh, no, I think it's, it's been one of the, it's been a strange draft because it's, you know, in years gone by, it's been like, we've got to get that position. We have to. It's imperative. This year, it's been a case of trying to fill in the gaps. And we never know. We might take a running back in uh, in the seventh. Yeah, is, is, uh, I've not seen. Is McBride still available as running back? Has he gone yet? I because don't I'm know. a big McBride nope. fan. He's still available. I, I, so I'm a McBride, big McBride. He, he's had more fumbles than Melvin Gordon. <laughs> Dwayne. McBride, what a name! Yeah, he's had a lot of fumbles, so. But he has know. great break. He's a traditional running uh, running back, and he's got breakaway speed. If he and he's relentless, he just can't catch the football. So you you keep him in that traditional role. But um, yeah, John, Bez, I've got a question for you both. Do you think we're going to see any any significant moves um, in this? Well, in in the next sort of uh, eight, nine, ten months. Do we see do we see any potential trades? Do you hear anything your side, John? I don't. Um here's the thing. I thought if they were gonna move Eckler, it was gonna be to a team that kind of needed some running back help. Most of the teams that needed running back help looks like they drafted somebody they wanted. And the one team that I thought, okay, well, they didn't really draft anybody was the Eagles, and they traded for uh DeAndre Swift. So yeah. Um, yeah. I just I, I don't see them trading Eckler. I think no. they just roll with him. I think they just say, look, you know, you want to earn a contract, earn it this year, and you know, either you change our minds or maybe there's somebody else out there who's going to pay you more money. So it is what it is, right? You signed a contract, you're going to play the last year of the contract. Telesco is usually pretty firm on that, and they'll figure it out. So I don't I don't see any big moves coming up for the Chargers. What about John so, Johnson or Carl Van Noy? Uh, I think I think it's really just uh, everyone's waiting and seeing to see how the draft turns out and then they'll see okay well you know how much of a how much of a need is it and you know how much do you want to get paid right because that's yeah. the big problem is that you know you got to find money for anybody you trade for. So very true. I don't know. I, I just don't see a lot of uh, um, I just don't see a, a lot of options for them, right? Like, you know, one way if they were going to clear money for another position was, like I said, Gerald Everett, yeah, they have him, cut him. He's costing $8 million against the cap. You cut him, you save about four and a quarter off the cap. Yeah, you've got dead money, but that's $4 million you could save. But if you don't draft a replacement for him, you can't. Yeah, so exactly. He's on the roster right there. So, you know, that's $4 million less uh, of potential wiggle room you have with somebody else. So, I don't know. I just don't. Given their cap situation and, you know, they're going to have to pay all these rookies, they're going to have to – there are some positions that they're going to need to fill depth in with 
you know, veterans. Like, I just don't see any big moves coming. I, th- I think a bunch of small moves. They're going to sign some veteran guy who, you know, he's got some good, num- like, some good, like, back-end numbers. He doesn't really, you know, it's going to sound like a good player. You know, so- someone's going to tell you, oh, well, they're, you know, they're, third degree hyphen score is, you know, through the roof. They just didn't, you know, and someone's going to tell you how great they are, but ultimately they're a rotational piece. Right. So I, I see us signing some rotational pieces that are coming in for depth or whatever, but I don't, I don't see anything big coming. We just don't, we don't have the budget for it. We what, don't. Guys, what, what, what do we, th- I mean, you know, clearly the chiefs are the, the divisional favorites as usual, current Super Bowl champions. I thought you it was know, the Broncos. Was it not the Broncos? Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> I thought they were writing. What? What? You know, th- this is the thing. W- w- do you see? Do you see Sean Payton massively improving Denver this year? I don't. Not not this year. He honestly just made a move that I would have loved the Chargers to do. Traded away like a fifth and a fourth, or, or a fifth and a sixth, or something like that for Adam Troutman. Yeah, I liked Adam Troutman. I thought he was a good prospect coming out. Uh, I mean, that would have been a great pickup in my opinion for if they needed a tight end. But you know, plus goal. And he got LT's LT's relation, Tre- well, uh, Tre- Trevius, whatever he's called. Hodges yeah. Simpson, no idea what his name is. Well, they sat out the first round, didn't they? But you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they've still got Russell Wilson, who had an awful 2022. But you know, I, I'm just wondering whether or not the Raiders and, and Denver can actually uh close the gap. Um, because at the end of the day, the Chiefs. Unless unless something strange happens and we have an, an immense year, the Chiefs will probably win the uh, division again. But do you guys any see any vast improvement? I know Michael Meyer went to Raiders, didn't he? He, he traded up, but it's, it's, he's not going to win them the Super Bowl. He's, he's not going to win them the division. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, last tight end that I'd really liked, Zach Kuntz out of Old Dominion, just went to the Jets in the top of round seven. So it doesn't look like the Chargers are drafting any tight ends. Told you uh, so. He, he, just, can't, he can't be humbled. He, he McKitty's not a dud. He's, he's he's a legend. Didn't they draft him two years ago or three years ago? It wasn't last year. Uh, Trey McKitty was, was two years ago. Two years ago. Nothing in that period. I mean, yeah. Nobody. Nobody doubts that. I just I just don't see why you don't. Third, your third yeah. round of yeah, it was a ninety seventh pick in twenty twenty one. You know, um, I, I actually, speak. You know, talking about uh, linebackers. If if this new rookie is a dud, and, and and Murray doesn't turn turn out good, I think Tom Telesco should be banned from going anywhere near the linebacker class ever again. <laughs> any any final points, guys? No, I'm good. I just you know I. I thought it was an overall fine draft. Um, overall grade, draft. overall grade, probably a solid. Well, probably a B minus. I think I think low end B minus. I just I just nothing. There's not a single pick on here that made me go, oh wow, that was. I can't believe he dropped to us. What what great value or what? Yeah, there's not a lot of great value. We didn't really get a, a per, like a premier stud who you're like, oh, for sure that dude's gonna be all pro. Like we don't, we didn't have that guy. Like I don't think it's nothing... that kind of draft though, is it, John? No, it's, it's, it's not really the most I exciting mean, draft in in recent history. No, there were better drafts mm. uh, coming up. I just, you know, I just it's also why I wasn't really too sold on the idea of them ever trading up. 
in this draft because I'm like, I just don't see why you'd, especially if you end up costing them future draft picks. Like, I wouldn't trade a 24 draft pick for anybody in this draft class. Like, I, I was, I was so not excited about this draft. This is not like, a, I was not like, oh, it's over. Yeah, forget it. Just let it go. So, but I mean, there were guys out there that I think could have maybe done that. I just, I don't know. I, I look, I look at what they ended up doing. They wanted an edge defensive lineman guy, and they, so they they got Quentin Johnson, who I again I really like, and then they got Thule at uh, in round two. Love him. You're, you're, here's my thing: swap that. What if they had taken one of those two to, uh, edge rushers, who I think are really really good prospects in round one, and then taken one of the wide receivers in round two? That could have potentially given them something like that, or even oh, waited that, for round three. That's you know, like what I said. Yeah. Like I just I, honestly, I think that they keyed in on wide receiver, and I think that I get what they did, and it's not like it was a bad pick or bad value. I just think that they could have gotten more value going a different direction, and then still gotten because the wide receiver was deep in the third round. There were still wide receivers that would have made a difference, yeah. right? Could have like, got I Joey just, Porter at twenty-one. That guy's <laughs> dud. I mean, it's <laughs> uh, a mean, second uh, round pick. Why would you, why are you going to reach for a second round pick? <laughs> you know, you obviously had Nolan uh, Smith at 30 and, and Miles uh, Murphy at 28. I love I, Miles I, Murphy. Like, yeah, if he, I, I'm just this great. This, this draft would have immediately jumped to a B, plus, maybe A minus, if they had drafted Miles Murphy and then a different wide receiver. I'm just wondering whether they've done some homework and either of those players don't fit what we're looking for in terms of personality. Well, from a defensive standpoint, maybe they don't fit because they're good defenders. <laughs> oh, that's how you spit fire. All right. I mean, we'll have, end we, it. have we had a good – I mean, the defense has been crap since Staley showed up. I'm sorry. Like, I have, a lot, I have genius, zero faith. Sure. <laughs> well, he's too smart then because nobody else gets it. Nobody else gets well, it. Players he, don't. He's got, he's got two new coordinators now on both sides of the football. He's got no excuse. Um, and he needs to have, yeah, he needs to have learned from the the last couple of seasons. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish with this comment. It's an A plus draft because Telesco in his last year as GM didn't bankrupt uh, us for the future drafts. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, Telesco. I mean, this is this is a tough year to do this in. By the way, like we'll get to this when we talk about season previews and schedules and all that stuff. But like, this is not an easy schedule. Last year's schedule was pretty easy to be honest. Like it, it had a lot of bad teams on it. This year, it's a lot of quality teams and a lot of bad teams from last year who got better. Very true. So, like, here's the thing. If the Chargers have the same record this year as they did last year, it will be a great season, in my opinion, because it means they had to have beaten some really good teams, right? So, like, to me, the bar of what is a good season is lower for this season, but it's also a harder bar to get to. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. I'd agree with you. So, I don't know. Like, Like, last year's record feels like a letdown given the teams they played. It feels like a letdown. It feels like they could have had a better record, right? Mm-hmm. This year, I'm like, if they get that record this year, pfft, sign yeah. them up for another year. First four games, just to, well, it's not out yet, but, you know, first four games could could potentially be um, in there. The Chiefs, the Bills, the Ravens, <laughs> Green Bay. <laughs> Jesus, that is tough. Well, Green, Green Bay is fine with Jordan Love. We're on the that's, road, aren't we? That's, that's for another pod, guy. That's for another <laughs> pod. Let's go. Yeah, it is. So yeah, I can go sit I here think... and question. and Because I'm going to need plenty of time to go look up who the hell he drafts in round seven. Because I have no yes. idea who he's going to end up picking. The last guy All wasn't right, even on the draft network. So. 
Enjoy. Right, guys, that, that is the end. Let's go and enjoy draft seven. Guys, we have enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, let's see how it pans out. Bolt up. Bolt, bolt up. Bolt up. This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up.